What is up, fam? Super excited for episode one, mm. the genesis of the Abide Convos. Yeah. We can just come in and have a conversation around different topics and just um, really dive deep. We don't want to make it super like heavy, but we do want to be able to yeah. have conversations in a casual way yeah. about life, faith, family, or whatever else God would speak to us um, in that realm. So we hope to bring some people in, as we said in the intro, to be able to... Um, dive deep into those things but today it's got tyler here what's up and we want to have i think a conversation around what healthy community healthy confessional lifestyle and what it means to live um in a healthy environment even within church like what does that look like to live out healthy christian community yeah so like we were actually talking about this this morning in our staff meeting um in that there is if you think about it there's a way that the world operates in in life and in how they go about success they go about difficulties and there's a way there's like a a worldly way of thinking and then we become baptized into christ we're, we're in the kingdom of god now and sometimes we just think that all automatically like the way of the our old thinking is the same way of thinking in the kingdom yeah. and it's just not and especially like when you start reading through scripture and stuff like that, you just see that there is a, a juxtaposition there. And um, I mean, I had given a, a, a discussion in the young adults a couple of weeks ago and uh, there was just like, we started just, it wasn't anything revelatory. I'm not giving like super weird prophetic secret knowledge. <laughs> I literally like opened the Bible. And I was like, let's just see what the Bible says about how to deal with like community. a brother. Yeah. And it's like, this is like, how to live in a spiritual community. Um, And I had young adults coming up to me being like, oh my God, I feel like I'm not saved. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I think just for so many of us, we get saved and we hit the ground running and we don't ever, and most pastors aren't teaching this, um, but like there is a way to do life in a spiritual community. Yeah. Um, Did you have something? Yeah, absolutely. I I think that- I'm gonna go somewhere. A lot of my, our Christian life, I'm learning, like there was years I spent learning yeah. And then not we don't ever graduate, but I feel like I'm actually unlearning a lot now yes. of things that I thought like were normal, whether it was avoidance, the yeah. unwillingness to go to certain people to have conversations. Yeah. And it actually kept me in bondage. I think mm. there's something I learned from like you, Tiffany, the way y'all live your lives is like that in the confession or whatever we want to call it, because confession can have a negative connotation. Yeah. In being open and vulnerable and being able to express myself in the context of safe community, which Mm. I think is important, there's actually freedom. Like I actually find a a place of liberty and freedom that I was probably told in ministry school or by by virtue of world, you can't be that way. Like if you you are that way, people are going to lose value for you. They're gonna bring you outside of their circle. So I, I, I think even within this conversation, it would be amazing for people to just be liberated to number one, find a safe community. Yeah. A safe community is not a perfect community. It'd be great to talk about that. Yes. But also, yeah. like, if I can't bring my real self to the table, mm. then do I really want to be at the table? Mm, that's so good. Like, do I re- like? Is this really the people that I'm going to journey in life with, feeling this yeah. obligation, this weight of having to perform or put on facade instead of like, this is really where I'm at and what I really want and need are people that will will love me in my mountain high and also my valley low yeah that will carry me through that so 
Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things I was I was discussing with the young adults that night was like, it, when we look in inside of ourselves, we know there's a lot of personal brokenness. Yeah. Everybody knows. Everybody knows they are broken, and they they know Gentle. their faults. Yeah, <laughs> they know their faults more than it better than anybody else, and yet we continually heap grace upon ourselves. Yeah. You know, like we have we have more grace with ourselves than anybody else in the world, yeah. and that sometimes though. People act like, well, when I make a friend, we're close, we're close, we're close. And after a couple of months, they do like one thing that kind of hurts me. Yeah. And it's like, boom, you're cut off. Not safe. Not safe. Yeah. And like, even that word safe is like, I don't know, like. Sketch. Yeah. It's like, bro, like we're the kingdom of God. Like nobody's safe. Yeah. We're all sinners. Like, so like we got to get past even that. There's brokenness. It's the law of love. We need to like push. The law of love will actually cover unsafeness and yeah. make it safe. And, um, and so, but yeah, I was like, you know, they hurt you and it's like, wow, you have a lot of grace for yourself. You yeah. probably hurt people, yeah. but you, all of a sudden now you can't extend it. I want to just root us when we're talking about like a spiritual community. I think you and I are having, we're hitting on a level that I want them to like join us on and that we're not just talking about a church, yeah. like abide or the crossing or whatever. We're talking about like the capital C church or Paul in First Corinthians would would qualify as the body of Christ, mm. um, and in in this way of like, he uses that language, and it's the, literally the language of intimacy of yeah. like for my hand or my my arm hand thing. Like I don't know the perfect line where my hand stops and my forearm begins. Yeah. I know it's somewhere here, but I couldn't necessarily draw a perfect line for you. Yeah, and I think the language of body is so important because it's the language of interconnectedness and no lines of division. Come on. And he's like, and he even goes on. It's like, how can I say to this? And it's like, I have no need of you. It's because we need each other. And so some of this, we need to even reframe the way of our, we think of like, you don't have the option to sever that person. So good. Like you, maybe in your mind, you can sever them, but in the spiritual reality, you're still connected. Yeah. And then we know, like Paul said in a later letter, I think it's Ephesians, where he's saying like some of you have bit, chewed, and devoured one another. And like it causes poison yeah. and actually poison the body. Yeah. And not just that person, but it poisons you. And it's like, okay, so we got to just stop yeah. this language of like I can sever. Yeah. And we have to then, so that if I can't sever, then what do I have to do? I have to fight yeah. for a relationship. You got to move towards. Yes. And there is a place, I think, for people that are walking in constant brokenness, yes. a place of boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like people are like, what about boundaries? I think that, yeah, yes. you've got to have boundaries. You've, there are limitations. But to say to someone, like, that's why the conversation around family is so like, because we say family and then we come into church and that somehow means I'm never going to get hurt. Yeah. I'm never going to have dysfunction. I'm never. And then when it does happen, like, see, it's not really family. Right. And, and it's just not true. I yeah. think making allowances for each other's faults, right? The Bible tells us to make allowances yeah. for each other's faults to operate in love, but also to make the determination, like I'm going to move towards yeah. reconciliation. And, and when I've hit that limit, whatever that limit is, then we reassess, but we don't start with, you made me feel bad, you hurt me, I'm right. cutting you off. Right. And I think it's a huge topic of discussion. Yeah. The issue of unity where Paul would say, when people would continually cause division, yeah. he would say, put them out of the fellowship. Yeah. Because like it shows not only the severity of disunity, yes. but also God's value for walking in togetherness. Yeah. That 
knowing God and His love and wanting us to be in harmony would say, when somebody continues to actually split the community yeah. and continues to, maybe it's by devour and chew, actually put them out of the community to protect, yeah. which I think we are often focused on like the putting out, but honestly, it's, it, it is the, 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 the beauty of God saying, this matters so much. Yeah. Like this centrality of family matters so much. That I want to protect it no matter the cost. Yeah. And I think that's what we're fighting for. That's the point of the conversation. Like, yeah. can we move beyond? We were talking about this in Staff Chapel today, win-win. Yeah. Like I'm gonna have a relationship with Tyler and at the end of the day, and probably is because Tyler has something that I want or need. Mm. Now we have a history, we're, we're, we're relative, we're beyond that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the worldly way of thinking, back to what you're saying, the worldly way of thinking yeah. is I have to leverage relationships to get what I want. Mm. And when I can't leverage it, or when I'm not getting what I want, I'm yeah. gonna move away. Yeah. I'm gonna move away from you and I'm gonna create, I'm gonna move towards someone that is helping me cr- get to my assignment, my calling, yeah. whatever, unchristian needs to, to get to what I want. So often people do that. And like, I, I see this, <laughs> please, please, if the shoe fits, then kick it off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I see this with like uh, millennials and like Gen Z a little bit of like constant hopping from friend to friend. All the time. And it's like, I'm, and it's like everybody is your bestie. Yeah. And 12 months, you make a round of mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, one, they, they hurt you, and it's like, eh. And then so you go to somebody. And so what you're saying, though, you never were searching for friendship. You were searching for validation. Exactly. And friendship is not valid. It's never what can I get from Geo. It's what can I bring to yeah. this relationship. Yeah. And, and sometimes, like, like, when you get married, you know, the very stereotypical, like, 50-50 doesn't work. No. It has to be 100-100. Yeah. Because there's going to be days where my wife, many days, no, I'm just where she's only going to get 20. And if I'm giving 50, now we have a deficit. Yeah. But if we both can give 100, then on the days where we're great, it's amazing. But on days where she's low or I'm low, somebody's still giving 100 yeah. because they believe in the function and the, in the, the, the greater calling of the marriage. And I think this is what we're talking about, the greater calling of not just friendship, but like communal living. Yeah. And... Um, you were talking about putting a brother out, um, and and yeah, I, I, it leads me into like I want to just really quickly look at Matthew 18 because this is what Paul is talking about. He's like, there's a process, and this is the part that like blew the young adult's mind is they did not. It was like this is like so simple, like they did not understand this process. So like I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but Jesus is breaking down how to deal with a sinful brother, mm. a brother who's sinned against you now. We need to, I had to clarify this for them. We need to clarify this now. They're of what is sin Mm -hmm. and what's not sin. What is sin is somebody gossiping about you. Somebody like hurting, like, you know, we know what sin, like sin is sin. Yeah. One thing that's not, is not sin is somebody hosting a birthday party, but they don't invite you. Mm, Say it again. (laughs) It's not sin. That's not sin. Yeah. And so... That is just a person living their life, yeah. and they had to make a choice. And even the part the, that asked, let's just take that example. They have a birthday party, they have a party or whatever, and you didn't get an invite. And you're like, I felt like I should have got an invite. Which we've all dealt with. We've all dealt with. I have, de- yeah. How, why, as people, do we so often quickly go to the negative assumption? Yeah. Why is it never, 
well, maybe they just were full. Maybe they were trying to really connect with this new, what, whatever, just per, assuming the best. Like that, we talked about this this morning. Love yeah, prefers, love assumes no wrong. Yeah. But we are like the worst. Yeah. But that's not sin. That's not a sin thing. That's a that's an insecurity that still needs to be dealt with. But that needs to be you coming in humility. But first, sinful stuff, right? So like the first thing is you go to that person. Mm. So not to a person. Okay, yeah, not to a person, to that person. So let me just clear, I'm gonna look in the camera. Venting is not spiritual. Uh-oh. Venting, like going to a person. <laughs> Venting. It feels so good right now. It feels you? really good. Because listen, I have done this. We've all done it. Bro, there was processing. A, there We're was processing. A, there was a situation when I was on staff at my last church and I vented about it for months. Mm. And it did really harmful things to my soul. Yeah. And let me just qualify venting. Venting is when I go to a person and I talk about where someone has wounded me and there is no real plan. Yeah. Sometimes we have plans, but let's be honest, there's no real plan to then say, okay, now we're gonna address how to address this. Yeah. Sometimes you do need to process with a counselor or a spiritual father, like a safe, and I would always say this, go to someone who's above you, not someone who's beside you. Yeah, yeah. Um, because typically those people are going to help you in spirit. Yeah. So first they sin against you. You go to that person and say, Hey, this happened. Can we talk about it? One to one. If that doesn't happen, then you go to a leader, bring them and then have that. And then we know the rest. And if when that you say that doesn't happen, you mean if that doesn't resolve the issue? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if they, so if a person clearly sins against you, like let's say a person, what I don't know, like something extreme, like cheated you out of money or something like that. I don't know how that would ever happen in the church. This is crazy. When you start actually thinking about it, there's actually very little sin happening in the church against other people. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just we miss people. Yeah, yeah, it's missing each other. It's crazy it when is. you actually start to think, because it's hard to even think about a situation. And it's real. It hurts. It's painful. Yeah. You're missed. It's hurt. It's painful. It feels raw. It feels personal. Yeah. But it's not necessarily sin. It's yeah. It's missing each other. I think the biggest thing would probably be gossip. Mm. Like, and so let's say you, let's say you find somebody who gossips about you and you, you know, 100%, I don't know, maybe have on videotape or something like that. It's not hearsay. You go to them and they're like, yeah, I don't really want to repent. Yeah. I'm not sorry. I don't, I'm not sorry. Yeah. I don't care. You know, whatever, this and that. That's not okay. Then you would take, not your friend. You don't then go, you don't even go at that point and then tell all your friends. Cause this is what we want to do. And I know I'm rambling, but we, we want to then go and then draw battle lines mm-hmm. we, we want to get them we, we want to get our army versus their army oh, and man. then like bro how many times have we yeah. seen that you know, yeah like, guys it's so terrible and it's so damaging yes. to the community making people choose sides and making people yeah. feel like it's us and them rather than like covering that person's nakedness yeah. like this is spiritual maturity yeah choosing not to speak ill of that per- and we've all done it this yes. isn't us sitting here like oh this oh. is just journeying and learning like oh my God, yeah yeah we have bite devoured and chewed people yeah and it's been painful and then we've had to go and repent to those people and we've had to own it and and learning to say like no if somebody comes to me and they want to vent or they want to process we can say okay we could do that but once we're done 
either you're going or we're going yeah. or I'm going. Yeah. Somebody's going. Like yeah. they have to understand those are the parameters yeah. for you to be able to process or vent with me. Yeah. You're going, we're going, I'm going. And yeah. whatever that timeline, because what it does is it stops it. Yeah. This perpetual cycle of like yeah. We're processing and me and God dealt with it and I don't have to. Like, that's not, that's cool. It's just not Bible. That's not Bible. It's just not what the Bible tells us to do. It's not Bible. Yeah. How many times have churches had major like rifts, even maybe a split off of the poison that happened between just two individuals? Yeah. And all of a sudden, because we don't handle it well, it, that, like the enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy. He wants to divide and mm. conquer and like that poison seeps throughout the body yeah. and and then it affects everybody and then like how many times i've been so many times had feelings towards people mm. that did nothing to me that's right but because they did something to my friend and he vented to me and i didn't i didn't i didn't process it in a good way or i didn't actually protect him and say hey we're not going to do this yeah now i'm walking now i show up to church and i see them and i'm like Ugh. Yeah. But they did nothing to me. Nothing. It's like, and it's poison. It's poison. It and spreads. I, yeah, it does. And like, if we could actually just go back to like real, just simple, like a Bible study, like what does the Bible say about this? It would just solve all of this stuff. It would. It would. So like, obviously we've painted a picture and I yeah. think everybody's experienced the dysfunction of unhealthy community. I think to shift and just say like, what does it look like to live in godly community yes. that is living in in a, in a healthy tension of we're going to go through things we're yeah. going to wrestle together we're going to seek to not miss each other to understand one another and also like maybe talk through, through some practicals like on yeah. our team this is part of what we want to do with the abide combos is just give you an insight not because yeah. we've gotten everything right but oh, we often hear all the time man it seems like y'all stuff is close and you guys are tightening it together <laughs> I think the reason for that is very difficult conversations. Yeah. And times where we have had to wrestle through difficulties and say like, hey, we're not going to allow these things to stop us from moving towards one another. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we were talking about this morning in staff about how like when a new person comes to the church or they, you know, they get start getting around some of the staff, or some of the people who are here. They're like, man, it just seems like a family. Mm-hmm. Even when we talk to other pastors, they're like, man, y'all... Y'all operate. It just feels different. It doesn't feel like employees. And one of the things, yeah, on the outside, it's it's awesome, mm-hmm. and it's be- and it really is beautiful. It is. But we have had to like fight have to fight for it for that. Like there have been hard, hard days, hard times, and like times where like I I feel like sometimes I'm doing this a lot, like because just I have a lot of brokenness sometimes, and I'm just like having to come like listen. I mean, this happened yesterday. Yeah, we were in an executive team meeting with me, Gio, Marcus, and Reagan. And, you know, we were processing through some stuff. And as I stepped away, I realized, man, I think I processed a little, I I let my emotions get the best of me. Mm. And I just, mm, I I wish I would have handled that differently. And I've learned in the past, old Tyler would have tried to ignore it. Because I don't want to think about stuffed it down. I don't want to think about my broken. I don't want to think about how I did wrong. I now I'm embarrassed and I'm just I want to cut. Co- oh, it's Adam Eve. I want to I want to cover myself. Yeah, yeah. Instead, the law of love says I'm going to expose my brokenness yeah. in humility and and repentance, and I know and I'm trusting that those who I'm exposing myself to are going to cover me yeah. and show me like, oh, we forgive you. Yeah. And even if that was yeah, that was a little much. We forgive you. And so. 
I texted yeah. like right after, you know, maybe 30 minutes later. And I was like, listen, guys, this is this and this and this. Please forgive me. Yeah. And now I don't, it's easy because we have literally built a culture that just does that. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I wouldn't say I'm excited about doing it, but it's like, it's, I, I, I am a little bit, ex I'm like, I know if I do this, it's going to restore the standard. Yes. And it's like, just is such a better way to live. This empowers the enemy because yes. you're not living with that thought. I mean, this is a big theme and topic for us and our team, like what it means to live a confessional lifestyle. And James 5, confess your sins to one another so that healing way come. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. the scripture that roots us. But it is this thing of when I choose to expose my brokenness yeah. and I choose to come in humility, yeah. that it actually disempowers the enemy from that thought of you are, you did, you this, you that, that torments all of us yeah, yeah, at any yeah. given time. And you know what's interesting? We processed in that meeting. When Tyler left the room, we stayed in the room and we were talking for another 45 minutes. Not one time did any person say, oh my gosh, Tyler. <laughs> like, because we've created a culture where like, you, you're safe to process. Yeah. And if at any point you feel like, man, I overstepped, I overcrossed, we have the accessibility to say, hey man, if I did, because I don't think anybody felt that, yeah. but if I did, I'm sorry, it creates a culture where it's like, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Like actually when you're not living confessional, when you're not being open and vulnerable, it becomes kind of like, bro, what, why? Like, why yeah. are you choosing to live hidden? You're like, the only guy with the red shirt. You're the only guy. Everybody's <laughs> got blue shirts on. You're the guy with the red shirt. Like, yeah. why are you choosing yeah. to live in hiddenness? And there's a, a hundred different reasons why. Yeah. Partly because culture tells you. Yeah. Like, you've got to put on your best face. But, but what's interesting is when you create a culture where everybody's doing that, yeah. it actually becomes a normative. Yeah. Where it's like, you don't have to live with that suffocating guilt, mm. that shame, that weight. Like, there's grace. It's the Proverbs. I pulled it up. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times. Yeah. Meaning like so when, when I experience brokenness, uh, love covers a multitude, right? Like yeah. we choose that. And then it says a brother is born for a time of adversity. Yeah. Just recognizing I'm going to need brothers yeah. in difficult times, which means I have to operate in love and not exclude or isolate, mm. but choose to accept like we're all going to be broken. Mm -hmm. We're all going to have, it's the ironing, sharpening iron. Like we love that scripture without recognizing mm -hmm. there's a rub. Yeah. And it's messy. Like, yeah. It's, it's messy, but it's beautiful. Like yeah. it is a beautiful, and I would just invite like in our community, I'm assuming majority of abide people will listen to this. Yeah. There is freedom in finding your circle and living free within that circle. Yeah, it's so good. Like bringing your true self. I mean, I experienced this yesterday. Me and my wife, new baby, difficult at home, very little sleep. And I was coming to prayer meeting and she was sharing with me just kind of where she's at. Like with the homeschooling and all of the things that we all go through, it's a lot. Yeah. And then I'm driving to prayer and I'm like, man, I feel like, I feel like home's not doing great right now. Mm. And then I get to prayer, I'm leading prayer room and I'm on the stage and I'm like, what am I doing on stage? Like, I need to go home and like be with my wife wow. and like be present. Like that's primary right now. Yeah. And I just, so actually I, I was feeling this way. I pulled Tyler into the green room in the middle of the prayers. So I said, bro, I need prayer. Yeah. This is why. And I just began to share what I was feeling. I feel like I missed the mark. Like I disappointed destiny when I should have been a little bit more present. And I just exposed it. Irrelevant yeah. on what, how it's going to land. Will you pray for me? And according to the biblical promise, when we confess, 
the prayer of the righteous avails, means it, it is effective. Yeah, it's very effective. It, it brings life, energy, yeah. freedom. Like, yeah. I, as even as I was driving home, I felt lighter. Wow. It wasn't like, hey, bro, I need you to cover prayers because I got something I got to do. Yeah. That could have been easy. Yeah. Like, bro, I got a lot going on. It's like, no, this is actually what's happening in my life. Mm. I trust you. We're in covenant together. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to you, and then I'm going to ask you to pray over me. And then I'm going to go make things right. Wow. And I'm going to go own whatever and have a conversation. I yeah. think how many things, bro, would just be like negated oh. and people would be free just by like stepping into this principle. Yeah. I want to just like paint a vision for you. And we'll, we, we can wrap it up here, like paint a vision for you for this. And then maybe like I, get some practicals for like somebody who's watching this. Yeah. Um, imagine living a life where you did not have to worry about being at odds with people. That's right. Or like, I don't know, just the funk of life. Competing. Competing, insecurity, whatever, like all that stuff. Imagine being completely free from that. Well, we will be completely free when, we, when we're with Christ, yes. but we're still going to have to wrestle through it. But thanks be to God, He has actually given us keys like spiritual tools that if we apply now it's like safeguards yeah and so what's cool not that we want to pop off or you you want to disappoint destiny or i want to like get super emotional in a meeting but in a way because we have these we have these these tools and these functions and these safeguards it allows for people's brokenness yeah, yeah. but you can be broken because we all know we're going to respond with the law of love. Yeah. And like Christ says, bear one of those burdens. So, or Christ didn't say this. Paul says this. Bear one of those burdens, so fulfilling the law of Christ. Yeah. Which is the law of love. And so like, I know I can really, what you started this with this statement. I can bring my true self yeah. in all of the mess because I know there are things in place in this spiritual, in this spiritual family. Yeah that are gonna allow allowances for my brokenness and it's gonna be okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have days that suck and and there will be grace and we'll, and then you'll hurt me, there'll be grace. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, and I wanna like maybe just get, pick your thought, like let's say a person's listening to this and they're getting a heart for this, but maybe they're married and they're like, I don't know if my spouse is going to go for mm. this sort of like law of love or just, or they don't know how to like, what, what do we give them? Like, what do you think? Tools in their hand. I don't know. Well, I think honestly, like you modeled this so greatly in making, finding freedom in confessional lifestyle. And then I saw you share and people be like, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> for real. Like that, like what, why, how, like I would hear people say, I can't do that. Yeah. And then fast forward a year, I'm not saying that we all do it yeah, or that we all get it right, but I am seeing the fruit of like, so I would say modeling it is huge. Yeah. Like if you're married and you're like, my husband's never going to go for that. I would say like, don't do it for your husband, do it for you. Yes. Like yes. you don't have to, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be reciprocated Yeah. for you to say like, Hey, I, I, I want to break down any fear in my life and yeah. I want to just share with you what I'm feeling. I think the number one barrier is oftentimes we come pointing the finger instead of saying this is what i feel yeah. it's like you did and instead of saying yeah. i'm feeling this yeah this is what i'm experiencing right now this is a huge thing for destiny and i instead of her saying this is what you're doing her saying this is what i'm experiencing and then i have to 
I have to like look at my life and say, am I mm. contributing to her feeling that way? Wow. And if I truly love, then I have to do that. Yeah. Like I have to look inside and say, I'm not just going to dismiss that or be like, oh, you're emotional. This, I'm going to look inside and say, okay, wait, like, yeah. I want to hear what she's saying and I want to step into that yeah. and not dismiss it. And I want to own. I think ownership is huge. Yeah. Like when you come into, I've seen, again, you model this, like owning the deficiencies on your side. Mm. Like I'm going to own this. Like yesterday, I want to own, I may have gotten triggered, <laughs> right? Like the more we own, I think the more, the more it opens up the space for people yeah. to step into that. But I think like, this is the long game. Yeah. I don't yeah, think you're going to listen yeah, to this yeah, podcast yeah. Good, and be good, like, wow, I'm going to find confessional community tomorrow. I think that like, <laughs> this is a, this is like you're wrestling yeah. to step into, so you say something so profound, carry each other's burdens so that you will fulfill the law of love. Think about if we don't learn to carry each other's burdens, it means we will not fulfill the law of love. Wow. Like that is profound scripturally yeah. to understand like unless we understand the burden, which means you have to share your burden with yeah, me. Yeah, you can't, I can't, I can't prophetically insight it. I can't carry what I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, carry your burden because you haven't shared it. That has to be in a safe environment. Mm -hmm. But if we fight for this and wrestle through and we, then we will be stepping into something that the Bible calls fulfilling the law of love. Yeah. Like that is powerful. Yeah. So practically I would say model it. Yeah. And have grace and understanding that like this is a long road. Yeah. And then enjoy every bit of breakthrough along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Every bit of breakthrough. I I, I, I couldn't say anymore. Like there's like Paul talks about this um, in one of his letters. He's he's saying, What do you do like for like a wife who has an unsaved husband? Mm -hmm. And he says, uh, essentially like live out your Christianity in front of them preferring them yeah. like going low yeah. and then through your Christianity it, they will become saved yeah. Model. And, and so yeah like if you're like well I want to do this but I know my husband my wife my kids aren't going to go for this whatever my friend group's not going to go for this if you begin to do it at first it's going to be hard because yeah. it's hard to do it when it's not being reciprocated but I promise you fruit from this doesn't come from when other people do it to you, fruit comes from when you do it so and the good. spirit and spirit gives you grace. Yeah. Like, so don't wait for uh, like, well, I'll do it when my husband does it. Like, yeah. no, like you do it. And I promise you, if you do it without manipulation, mm. because confession and manipulation are two sides of so a different, different coin. Yeah. Like you can't do that. You can't say, I'm going to confess. Now you confess your stuff. Yeah. Like, no, you own your stuff. And then the spirit works on them. So like good. for so long, I try to be my wife's Holy spirit and mm. it just never works. Um, she and doesn't listen. Minimize, she doesn't listen. <laughs> and not minimizing the role of the Holy Spirit. Yes. As we obey and trusting that like while we're doing our part, Holy Spirit's doing his part. So good. Holy Spirit is working on that heart. Yeah. I don't have to say it a certain way. Right. I don't have to try to like maneuver the conversation. Right. As I do my part, I am trusting the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit may be working a long process. It's like, I don't plan to seat outside and show up tomorrow and say, why isn't there not fruit? Right. I don't do that it's because it's dumb. Because right. the law of seed says you're going you're gonna to plant it, you're going to water it, there's going to be sun, yeah. light, sprout, fruit. Like, so it's good. a process. So good. So I think, like, part of why we don't have these communities is we just don't have the longevity to fight for it. Oh, my gosh. Tim, Tim Gregory the said something through. to us. Yeah. The push through. is like, he said, we were like, how can we possibly make this cultural? Yeah. And Tim said, like, listen, the red shirt, blue shirt. He's like, you may be in a place right now where everybody who has a blue shirt is confessional and then there's red shirts. Eventually, you'll get to a place where it's caught. Yeah. And then the few resistors, because everybody has resistors in their yeah. group. 
Like, yeah. they look down and they go, oh my gosh, I'm the only one wearing late the right adapters. shirt. Late adapters. Late adapters, <laughs> exactly. That early, mid, late. They're yeah, like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm the only one. Yeah. And eventually you win them through the process of longevity. Yeah. And creating to have grace yeah. with them and not saying, oh my gosh, bro, they just, yeah. no, like we just make space yeah. and safe and safety. So I think for me, like the question is, like, who is it in your life that you can be your real self with? Mm. Like, yeah. I think that's a profound question so for good. us. For me, I know I have two or three, four people. Yeah. I've, and honestly, it's hard to get that many. Like, yeah. I feel like I've been blessed to have those. Yeah. But like, is there anybody in your circle who you can be your true self with? Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. I can't think like, well, then are you actually trying to be your true self in front of people? So good. Like, have you started modeling that and creating an environment around you yeah. that does that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, and we can, we can close it here. Like uh, that scripture coming to my mind that wisdom is found in our children. Yeah. And that like, essentially what it means is like, if it's true, if it's, if it's spiritually true, eventually the truth will out. Sure. Like it will be uh, the only thing standing. And so, yeah, well, I guess we can end it here. We uh, just want to encourage you guys, like take a step this week yeah. and um, begin to just like, at, and one of the things that I try to remind myself is that I, Romans talks about this, that like out of the flesh, I can do no good thing. That's right. And so even the good things that I do, like confess or whatever, the vulnerable, it is empowered by the Spirit. Yeah, right. All I can do, Paul says, is just die to myself. I can yeah. continually die, crucify my flesh, take up my cross. And so all I can do is resist and push down my flesh with faith. And then the Spirit comes in and empowers me to actually move towards kingdom lifestyle. And so like, if you're like, man, I feel really weak. I don't know if like, I can do that. Yeah. You probably can't. You can. And so just ask God for grace. Yeah. Like, Lord, help me. Help me, help me, help and me. And he will. He will. He really he will. will. And maybe share this with a few people. That you're like, yeah. man, let's live this out. Like your circle group. Like, let's fight to live this out. And we're excited to have more combos with you guys yeah. in the future about revival and family and church and whatever. So look out for links for to give us content to talk about. But thank you for joining us for this one. We love you guys. Yeah. Peace, guys. Mm -hmm.